0: Back to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast, just reading the Bible like it makes a difference. So, last episode, a new player entered the game. Elihu, a younger friend of Job's, stayed like a fly on the wall until he couldn't contain himself any longer. Right, he was just so fed up with Job's constant pleading of his own innocence, his constant calling out of God, so that he could give him a piece of his mind. And he was so fed up with the others jumping to conclusions about Job's situation, and a lie who had to say what nobody else was saying. Everyone else was trying to answer the questions, is this punishment or not, and why are bad things happening? And meanwhile, a lie like, can't anyone just let God be God? Elihu's been quiet for over 30 chapters now, and he seems to be on the right track, so we're going to let him have a couple more chapters of his own. Seems only fair, right? So let's keep going with Job chapters 35 through 37. Moreover, Elihu answered, Do you think this is to be your right, or do you say my righteousness is more than God's, that you ask, what advantage will it be to you? What profit will I have more than if I had sinned? I'll answer you and your companions with you. "'Look to the skies and see, see the skies which are higher than you. "'If you've sinned, what effect do you have against him? "'If your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? "'If you're righteous, what do you give him? "'Or what does he receive from your hand? "'Your wickedness may hurt a man as you are, and your righteousness may profit a son of man.' By reason of the multitude of oppressions, they cry out. They cry for help by reason of the arm of the mighty. But no one says, where is God my maker who gives songs in the night, who teaches us more than the animals of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? There they cry, but no one answers because of the pride of evil men. Surely God will not hear an empty cry, neither will the almighty regard it. How much less when you say you don't see him. The cause is before him and you wait for him. But now, because he's not visited in his anger, neither does he greatly regard arrogance. Therefore, Job opens his mouth with empty talk and he multiplies words without knowledge. Elihu also continued and said, bear with me a little and I'll show you for I still have something to say on God's behalf. I will get my knowledge from afar and I will ascribe righteousness to to my maker for truly my words are not false one whose perfect in knowledge is with you behold god is mighty and doesn't despise anyone he is mighty in strength of understanding he doesn't preserve the life of the wicked but gives justice to the afflicted he doesn't withdraw his eyes from the righteous but with kings on the throne he sets them forever and they are exalted If they're bound in fetters and are taken in the cords of affliction, then he shows them their work and their transgressions that they have behaved themselves proudly. He also opens their ears to instruction and commands that they return from iniquity. If they listen and serve him, they'll spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But if they don't listen, they'll perish by the sword. They'll die without knowledge. But those who are godless in heart lay up anger. They don't cry for help when he binds them. They die in youth. Their life perishes among the unclean. He delivers the afflicted by their affliction and opens their ear in oppression. Yes, he would have allured you out of distress into a wide place where there's no restriction. That which is set on your table would be full of fatness, but you are full of the judgment of the wicked. Judgment and justice take hold of you. Don't let riches entice you to wrath, neither let the great size of a bribe turn you aside. Would your wealth sustain you in distress or all the might of your strength? Don't desire the night when people are cut off in their place. Take heed. Don't regard iniquity, for you have chosen this rather than affliction. Behold, God is exalted in his power. Who is a teacher like him? Who has prescribed his way for him? Or who can say, you've committed unrighteousness? Remember that you magnify his work about which men have sung. All men have looked on it. Man sees it afar off. Behold, God is great and we don't know him. The number of his years is unsearchable. For he draws up the drops of water which distill in rain from his vapor, which the skies pour down, and which drop on man abundantly. Yes, can any understand the spreading of the clouds and the thunderings of his pavilion? He spreads his light around him, he covers the bottom of the sea. For by these he judges the people, he gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with the lightning and commands it to strike the mark. "'Its noise tells about him and the livestock also concerning the storm that comes up. "'Yes, at this my heart trembles and is moved out of its place. "'Hear, oh, hear the noise of his voice, the sound that goes out of his mouth. "'He sends it out under the whole sky and is lightning to the ends of the earth. "'After it a voice roars, he thunders with the voice of his majesty. "'He doesn't hold back anything when his voice is heard.' God thunders marvelously with his voice. He does great things which we can't comprehend. For he says to the snow, fall on the earth. Likewise to the shower of rain and to the showers of his mighty rain. He seals up the hand of every man that all men whom he has made may know it. Then the animals take cover and remain in their dens. Out of its room comes the storm and cold out of the north. By the breath of God, ice is given, and the width of the waters is frozen. Yes, he loads the thick clouds with moisture. He he spreads abroad the cloud of his lightning. It's turned around by his guidance that they may do whatever he commands them on the surface of the habitable world, whether it's for correction or for his land or for loving kindness that he causes it to come. Listen to this, Job. Stand Still, and consider the works of God. Do you know how God controls them, and causes the lightning of his cloud to shine? Do you know the workings of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? You whose clothing is warm when the earth is still by reason of the south wind. Can you with him spread out the sky which is as strong as a cast of metal mirror? Teach us what we will tell him, for we can't make our case by reason of darkness. What will be told him that I would speak? Or should a man wish that he were swallowed up? Now men don't see the light which is bright in the skies, but the wind passes and clears them. Out of the north comes golden splendor. With God is awesome majesty. We can't reach the Almighty. He's exalted in power, in justice, and great righteousness he will not oppress. Therefore, men revere him. He doesn't regard any who are wise of heart. Job's first piece of advice he received in his trials was from his wife, curse God and die. The next piece of advice came from his friends, confess and repent. The third bit of advice came from Elihu, stop and think. Elihu doesn't try to figure God out. He just pleads with Job to stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Stop and think. In the face of pain or struggle or anxiety, do you stop and think? Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Outloud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Outloud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.